We welcome in Ron Darling. Ron, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. First, before we get to the uh, playoffs, uh, they activate Wright. What's your thoughts on this whole thing uh, going on this week with Wright? And do you think you will see him uh, pinch hit before the big date, or do you think that will be his only appearance? Um, I don't think, uh, in my opinion, I don't think he's going to uh, take an at-bat before the big okay. date. Okay. Uh, because the big date becomes less of a big date if he okay. plays before the big date. So I think okay. uh, I think that uh, he'll be active, which will give him a chance to uh, be with his teammates, be uh, on the field, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, uh, Saturday's a, a big day for him and the Mets. Okay, so you think we'll only see him on Saturday, which, as we said, will be uh, his big date. Now, um, playoffs, first of all, American League, We've known for a long time, other than the wild card, we've known for a long time who these teams are. National League's been a little different. We're starting to settle things right now. In your mind, National League, who's the team to beat right now? Boy, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a really tough call because as opposed to last season, I really uh, loved the Dodgers. I really loved uh, the Cubs. I like them both. I don't love them like last year. I think the Dodgers are not as strong as they were last year. And I think with some of these late injuries, um, you know, Morrow, Strope, et cetera, for the Cubs, I think they're uh, more vulnerable than they were before. That being said, I still don't think those two are the best teams in the National League, and I would not be surprised if they're playing in the championship series. Atlanta, you give them any chance? Um, I, I, give, I give them a little chance um, uh, in this way. I think um, – I think they have some amazing, talented players on their team. I think they have some veteran leadership, of course, of Freeman and, uh, and Marcakis. They're young players, and we've seen this before, Mike. You've seen it more than I have. Sometimes young players are so young that sometimes they don't understand how big the games are. We start with Andrew Young at Yankee Stadium early in his career. Yep. Um, uh, Miguel you know, Cabrera was that way, Miguel, too. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Andrew Jones, sorry, not Andrew Jones. Young, yep. Andrew Jones. Um, we've seen that happen sometimes, so you never know. They might go in and just uh, and just let the talent flow. But, um, you know, they have had a no-name kind of bullpen do it all year. Um, Fulton Evich is probably their best starter, but after that, Tehran's been up and down. Newcomb had a good first half. I just don't think they're as deep as, as some of the other teams. Um, and Milwaukee um, and the Cardinals uh, and the Rockies, let's say they're all three together because you're trying to figure out where they're going to go. Um, I think uh, you know the Rockies could have an amazing homestand and pull this thing off and come from behind. Uh, the Cardinals and Carpenter have been great. But you know of those three teams, I think that the Brewers are the scariest only because their bullpen has, has come into uh, how it was last year at the end of the year. And uh, and Yelich is my MVP. Who? Oh, really? Yelich has had a great season. He really has. You know, uh, that that's a guy I was hoping the Mets might get a shot at. Uh, yeah. He really, because I always liked him, but he, you know, he really has had a terrific year. He, you know, I expected him to be a good hitter. He's even been even better than I thought he'd be. You know, Mike, if you think about it, the Brewers had a five-and-a-half game lead last year before the All-Star break. Cubs caught him. Uh, well, the Cubs have caught him again, but they're going to make the postseason. Why? And I think, you know, they have had a lot of trades, and Aguilar was great in the first half, but it's because Yelich has changed that team. He's, uh, he's kind of put him on his back in the second half. Um, who do you think gets that last slot? Cardinals, Rockies, who do you think gets it? Well, I, I think that uh, they both have weaknesses. I'm going to give it, um, and this is going to be an underdog call, I'm going to I'm going to say that the Rockies are going to have a miraculous homestand and, and come back on this thing. 
Um, I think that the Cardinals have, have been outstanding all year. I mean, any team that's close right now has had a lot of good things, but if you're close, you've all, all, all had some bad things too. And I think just the Rockies playing at home, which is the most unique uh, uh, home field advantage of any of the 30 teams in baseball, I think maybe they'll pull it off like they did in 2007. Uh, we're talking about Ron Darling. He'll be doing the uh, American League playoffs when they begin with the wild card game at Yankee Stadium, uh, most likely Yankee Stadium, next Wednesday. Yeah. Oakland and the Yankees. Now, the Yankees have gotten banged up here, Ron. Uh, we were yeah. talking about that at the start. Uh, Didi said yesterday before the game with Susan that he's optimistic. Who knows? We'll wait and see. We also need to know that Chapman is healthy. Judge is healthy. You got a couple of the guys nicked up. But then they got the questions they got to answer. And they're very interesting ones this year. Yeah. And it's, this is where Boone's not going to get to do this alone. We know that. But this is where they're going to earn their money. Uh, there's some very interesting calls they have to make. The first one, who do they start in the game? <laughs> who would you start? Among the big well, three, Tanaka and Hap and, and uh, Severino, who would you start in the game? Well, I, I think because of Severino's uh, second half, um, which uh, has uh, been fair uh, or less than fair uh, compared to his first half, um, I, I think he's out of the mix. I think, I they think really he is, too. To, I agree with I you. I think he is. I think they're trying to decide between Tanaka and Hap. I agree, and I hear now, they're divided. I hear they're divided, and I, I think it is between. And I think they're leaning towards Hap for a couple of reasons. Easier to catch, and he's been a little more dependable. Then Tanaka, Tanaka's high is higher, but he's been a little more dependable. But I think there's, yeah. I hear there's some division between the two guys um, in, I, I inside, think, inside this, inside the hierarchy. There's some division. I think there would definitely be some division because you can look at it a couple of ways, right? The two best, uh, maybe uh, hitters in that lineup for the Oakland A's are, are Chapman, uh, who's an up and coming ball player, and of course Chris Davis, who has 45 home runs. That right-handed split finger by Tanaka plays well, right? Um, but Jay Happ is 8-1 in his career at Yankee Stadium, has always yep. pitched well there. He's pitched in the postseason, as Tanaka has. And, you know, uh, with a left-handed starter, you kind of try to take right field out of play you do. Uh, for a team. So uh, I think that, that division is warranted. I, I, it's a really, really tough call. And, in fact, whoever you choose, I was thinking today as I was walking around, uh, whoever you choose – they might not even be the most important pitcher. The most important pitcher, well, as soon as – they're both going to have a short leash. Would no you question. agree on that? So After the fourth inning. Short, After the fourth yeah, inning, yes. That's right. So if they have yep. a short leash, maybe the most important pitcher is going to be Jonathan Holder because he might be the first guy you see after, if they have a short leash, to get the ball deep. Well, you know, if they go Green-Robertson and then the big three – uh, they can start right there. If Green's on, he can go two innings, and then you can go from there and get to the bit. You know, so you can go. The Yanks are comfortable. I think after the fourth inning, you're playing batter to batter with them, no matter who starts. Uh, you know, they don't want to fool around, uh, and and they and they have the bullpen to do it. Although they haven't been lights out, and you don't know about Chapman, which is a big a big thing. So I agree with you. And both guys are vulnerable to the home run. Tanaka yeah. a little more, but Hap too. Hap gives up home runs too. They both have a habit of giving up some long. Flies. That's just the way they are. But Hap's been, I think, soup to nuts. The more dependable. Now the second question. Yeah. Does Sanchez catch the game? And they have been adamant. Every time I've asked Aaron, he's been adamant that Sanchez is catching the game. I don't think the fans want him to catch the game. Also, he's not hitting. Now he doesn't get the DH the way this sets up. If he yeah. uh, if he doesn't catch it, because Stanton's got to DH it the way things are working out. So. 
do you catch Sanchez? Um, well, this might uh, influence how you pick your pitchers. Let's say that it's a push. You don't know which way to go with Hap or Tanaka. The easier of the two to catch, Hap. the more of a, yeah, of a rocking chair kind of pitcher is Hap. Right. So if you go with Hap, then I don't think you have an issue with Sanchez uh, behind the plate. With Tanaka and that split finger, uh, maybe you do. Um, I, I don't know. I know he's had a, 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 you know, an awful year for him. Um, his upside is so huge, and you know, you're just expecting at some point he's just going to break out and be the kind of hitter he can be. And so, um, and I know that if you're facing uh, the Yankee lineup, I don't care what the numbers say. There's not a pitcher in baseball that faces Gary Sanchez and says, boy, this is a 185 hitter. You, you just don't feel it because you just expect at some point he's going to break out and you're hoping it's not against you. So depth of lineup means a lot to me when you're facing a team, and Gary gives them that. And the other thing is you mentioned how you go in and you always fear right field in Yankee Stadium, and I know I do, and I grew up with it. Yeah. And I, anytime a lefty's up in a big spot with a couple of guys on base, I'm afraid of the lefty. I don't care who he is, okay? That's the way you play it in the Yankee Stadium. The yeah. Yankees have played themselves out of that. They've become a tremendously right-handed team. And now if Didi's not in the lineup, how do you sit Gaudy for McCutcheon? Because then even if you put Walker at second, you have hardly any lefties in the lineup. I mean, the Yankees are going to play a game in Yankee Stadium. If they play McCutcheon over Gaudy, and if Didi's not in the lineup, they're going to have two left-handed hitters in the lineup. Which is just, um, which is just remarkable or shocking when you think of a think of a Yankee team. It almost to me every time you had to face them there, um, it seemed every other hitter at least was coming up and had a chance to take you out of the ballpark from the left-hand side. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's an unusual unusual lineup uh, to see, uh, but still. Um, luckily, the thing with Judge and, and Stanton and Sanchez, when they're on top of their game, you know they, they can hit the ball 380 feet to right field um, uh, very easily. And, Ron, so, if you're a right-handed pitcher, whoever – and listen, I don't know Oakland's yeah. guys where I can tell you yeah. off the top of my head who they're going to start. I don't know which one they have the most faith in. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, they're a bullpen yeah. team. I don't yeah. know what guy they trust the most to start the game. But I would tell you this, whoever it is – I want him pitching inside to those Yankee right-handers. I don't want them hitting 380-foot flies to right field. Let him try to pull the ball. You know, let him, I, and he, I, you know, I want him to pitch inside. I, to- I totally agree with you, Mike. I think that the game plan has to be for them if they don't bullpen the game, which they might do. They might uh, bullpen they the game. They might be capable of doing that, too. Yeah, they might have the opener and bullpen the game. If they don't do that, then they've got to have either a, a left-hander who's going to stay in on those right-handed hitters or they're going to have to have a right-hander who sinks the ball uh, down and into them. I just don't think they can uh, they can afford uh, a guy like Mike Fires, all right, who's one of right. their starters, who uh, who projects when you look at his numbers as a fly ball pitcher. You cannot have a guy pitch against the Yankees who's a fly ball pitcher. No, so, absolutely um, not. Yeah, that's the that's the decision they'll make. And if any team in baseball is going to start the postseason bullpenning. Uh, why not the A's? They've done no. everything else. So first. Absolutely. And the only thing about the A's is they don't win in the playoffs. That's the one thing that's haunted them for yeah. years. We're talking with Ron Darling. You look at the American League right now. Yeah. The Red Sox have had the magical season. To me, I can't even make them. Now, the Yankees got a lot of issues. And I understand yeah. the Yankees have a lot of things that they have to overcome if they're going to win in the postseason. And they might get beat in the wild card game. But my point is, right now, the Red Sox 
on no gimme by any stretch despite the regular season. Houston is every bit as good as the Red Sox. I think Cleveland's yeah. every bit as good as both of them. And yeah. to me, these other teams and the Red Sox, if I'm them, I'm worried about their bullpen. I'm worried about Sale. You can't tell me you're thrilled with Sale going to the DL twice. And also, yeah. look how few pitch he's thrown hardly any innings in the last month. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that, you know, it's not unprecedented. You, you watched as a Mariners team who won 116 games in 2001, uh, couldn't get through the Yankees. So it's not unprecedented that a team that has a magical regular season doesn't make it through the complete run of the postseason. No question. That's no question. one. That's one. Two, I think uh, if a guy goes on the DL once for me as a pitcher, I can live with that. Twice with the same issue. Um, that makes me skeptical. Me too. And, uh, and I'm going to have to see Sale pitch on Friday night to see what kind of pitcher you have. Do you now have his numbers sale? are crazy good. They, they, are, they are crazy good, and he is crazy good when he's 100%. There's very few pitchers, when they're not 100%, can still march out the same numbers. If he's 100%, all of a sudden now the Red Sox are a different ball club, and yes, they could make that run through with him uh, pulling a Bumgarner or, or, or something like that in the postseason. And then the whole bullpen thing for the Red Sox is that, you know, they didn't do uh, very much at the trading deadline. They thought their bullpen was fine, and I think it is at the end with Kimbrell. But, you know, they've talked about Stephen Wright, a knuckleballer pitching the seventh inning. That would be unprecedented to have a guy uh, throwing knuckleballs in the seventh or eighth inning trying to get the ball to the back of your bullpen or, or the Kimbrell. So, you know, despite winning all those games, you know, there, there, there is a, a little uh, chink in the armor for the Red Sox. Um, and, you, and what you say about Houston is absolutely right. I didn't know they had this much depth, because think about it. Uh, Altuve didn't play a lot this and year. And they got nothing uh, out of Correa. He's had, a terrible, he's had a terrible finish. Yeah, nothing out of Correa. Springer's been off and on. This Bregman has turned into one of the best players in the game. Um, but the depth of that team to go through all those injuries and to see the numbers they put up, Win-wise, uh, tells you how good they are, and most of it comes from well, their starting pitching. McCullers now will be in the bullpen; that gives them a great weapon. Um, but their their starters going to have to be as good as they were last year. His last seven games, fifteen games, and thirty games, Korea has hit under one eighty in all three of those categories, and he has one home run in a month. And he's supposed to be one of the uh, you know the greatest players in the game, uh, and so it tells you uh, that maybe the back injury he has is a little more severe than you think. And when you brought up Cleveland, Cleveland uh, really, for me, revolves around one player. Is Andrew Miller 100%? Yep. And I don't know if he is. I don't know yeah. if he is. And I'll tell you, I, I, they are laying in the woods, though, because they, got, they yeah. got their hearts broken last year. They, they, they had a great team, and they played terribly in the Yankee series, and it broke yeah. their hearts. They thought they had a championship team last year. I think they're dangerous this year, but you're right. They need Miller to be good. Well, Miller good uh, allows, I think, uh, Terry Francona is one of the best managers in the game. So if he's good, that allows Francona to really manage uh, the way he can manage. He hasn't been line. Miller. To be fair, he has not. Well, I have he, not he, seen shades of him being Miller at any time. He does not look like Miller. Yeah, Miller has been uh, what Sale has been at, at the end for the Red yep. Sox. Just an unknown. You don't, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, that lineup is amazing, and I'll tell you, there's going to be some teams uh, pretty angry if Donaldson gets off in the postseason right. who, uh, who um, thought it was a little shady how he ended up with Cleveland. But you know what? Um, Cleveland ended up with him, and uh, if he's healthy for a month, 
you know what kind of player he can be. He can be big. Now, again, we haven't seen him healthy yet either. So, I mean, you know, the question is, can he get going? So I agree with you. These teams, you know, they have some question marks. Everybody's got – they're all really good teams. I mean, these teams are all – they, I know there were some weak teams to beat up on in the in the American League this year, yeah. but there's these four teams, and Oakland's had a great finish, so let's give them credit too. These teams yeah. in the American League playoff are really strong teams. I, I don't think I don't think there's been a time that I've gone in to do postseason, and you know I'm just lucky enough to catch the American League this year. I don't think there's been a time when I can look at all the teams and say, well, I mean they could win it, or, or uh, they could win it. I mean you really can go down the line. And with all the talented teams they have and all the young, um, everyday position players they have, um, anyone gets hot, uh, they could make a run through that American League and into the World Series. Let me ask you this. We're talking about Ron Darling. American League pitchers in the playoffs, which one of the guys, is it still Verlander? Is it somebody else? What pitcher do you think has the best chance to put the team on his back from a starting standpoint where the starter goes in and dominates his two games in that series, which guy do you think is the guy, maybe it's still Verlander, maybe somebody else, yeah, that has yeah. the chance to do that in the American League? Well, um, you know, despite uh, the talented pitchers in Cleveland, they have four of them that have over 200 strikeouts, Kluber, Cy Young, despite Sale and what he's done, I don't know if he's uh, 100% or not. It is Verlander, and uh, that's remarkable when you think about his career. He had a three-stretch run there, Mike, where he's 33 and 32, and I think most of us were thinking, as most power pitchers, and maybe he's seen his best day. But uh, he's pitching better right now at this point in the season than he's pitched all year long, and uh, he's made a run for the Cy Young in the month of September. He's going to be uh, one of the guys uh, who's going to get lots of votes. And uh, he's, he's battle-tested, and he proved it just uh, 12 months ago uh, that he can, on the biggest stage, when he has to be that person, he can be John Smoltz, I guess, uh, would be the best way to describe him. And uh, um, I, that's saying something for the length of the career he's had. You mentioned Verlander. You mentioned Kluber. Who do you give the American League Cy Young to, Kluber, Verlander, or do you give it to Snell, who's 21-5 and five with a 1-9 ERA? Yeah, I'm going I'm to give, give it to Snell and, and uh, another guy that you could maybe add, although I'm, I'm not uh, that big with science with relief pitchers. Uh, Trinan with Oakland, yeah. an amazing year too. I, I'm he, not he, giving it to the reliever, but I mean, yeah. but he definitely yeah. has had a great year. But so Snell's your pick. I would pick Snell I, also. I, I, I'm I, giving it. To, yeah, I'm giving it to Snell, Mike. Uh, because I think You know, he's not that, the most durable guy in the world, but he did throw yeah. 175 innings. I know he leaves some games after five innings that puzzles yeah. people. It's kind of little Greg Maddox-like, but yeah. uh, but he did throw 107. It's not like he threw, you know, he did throw 175 innings. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close matchup between Blake Snell and Verlander. I think Kluber will finish uh, third in that voting. But I, the reason I give it to Snell is that, um, you know, they Tampa Bay Rays do not, get through the entire season with the opener that they use unless Blake Snell goes 21-5. and five. Um, Because every fifth day they had a guy that went out there and dominated, they were allowed to do a lot of things that are new to baseball and maybe will be here for a long time. But they wouldn't have been able to do it without Blake Snell and the, and the year he's had. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's all about run prevention. Uh, they're going to probably give the sign in the National League to DeGrom, and he's going to finish with a 500 record because of his run. He deserves it. Run. 
earned run average, and he deserves it. He was that good day in and day out, though. He really he, was. He, he pitched great. He was. He, he was. he pitched with less, with fewer run support than any pitcher I'd ever seen. That's right, and I think Snell's going to get it for the same reason: just run prevention, not allowing runners to score, is the name of the game now for voters. And we're going to see it in the vote this winter. All right, for Yankee fans, will this be a good October or a so-so October or a bad October? Um, I, I think that it's going to be a good October for them. I think that when push comes to shove, at some point you've got to come in Yankee Stadium and play well. Um, I think their pitching, starting pitching, is better than most people think. Um, Yes, uh, Stanton's had a bad September. Yes, Judge is coming off an injury. I haven't seen the best of him yet. Um, Didi is such a big key. You already said it, left-handed bat. I also think in some ways, I don't know, like it's hard to say he's the heart and soul of the team, but uh, there, there's something about him that, uh, Ooh, that is magical. Yeah, Didi. Didi is the uh, number two guy, and he is incredibly important to the team. This is Judge's team, though. He's the guy. Yeah. He, he's yeah, the face right. of the team. He's the he runs the team. He is the team. He's the number I, I, one guy. These are the Judge Yankees. But Didi is the next guy, and he is incredibly important. He also holds the off the defense and the infield together. Yeah, and and and, and I think uh, you know finally uh, for the Yankees, and and this is if, if this happens. They've got a great bullpen, but where is Chapman now? I don't know. I, I you know, don't know. He, he finish, might come in and walk the ballpark. Yeah, you, you you just don't know. I, I've seen him this year when he's had to leave the game with his knee. I've seen him come on and strike out three guys in 12 pitches. Uh, whatever guy you get, if you get the ladder, then you're going to have a great uh, um, postseason in the Bronx. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. You're right. You're going to have, hey, listen. You got some, you're going to have some good baseball to watch. It's going to be fascinating series in the American League. It really is a good year to be in the American League. Uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ron, very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Take care, Ron Darling.